Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Hello fellow readers and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Sarah. My name is Heather. And I'm Delia. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, then stick around. This episode of Three Reads will be discussing uh, The Cask of Amontillado by Edgar Allan Poe. If you want to read along, we post the book and book bite of the month on our Instagram, Three Reads in a Pod. That's the number three reads in a pod. Without further ado, it's time to turn the page. Okay, so this was my pick. And uh, we read it in high school, but we decided to read it again. And uh, I don't remember what I wrote for the background because I did it like a week and a half ago. So uh, bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) So Edgar Allan Poe, born January 19th, uh, 1809. He died October 7th, 1849. Seems like exactly 40, almost. Uh, Most known as a poet and short story author, but he was an editor and literary critic as well. Poe was orphaned slash abandoned a year into his life, but he was cared for by John and Francis Allen until well into adulthood. That's where we get the Allen in Poe. I think Poe is his born name and then Allen is his adopted name. He joined the army after John refused to continue to pay for his education at the University of Maryland. And in the same year, 1827, is when he first became published under a pseudonym. He failed as an officer and so became and so began his full-time literary career. He moved through Baltimore, Philadelphia, and New York City. Poe married his 13-year-old cousin in 1836. Somebody do the math on how old he was. I don't want to. But she died of tuberculosis in 1847. Poe's death was mysterious, but some explanations are disease, substance use, suicide, and a plethora of other causes. Poe was found wandering and delirious in clothes that weren't his and unable to state how he came to be in that state. Poe published The Raven in 1845. Annabelle Lee was published after his death. Also wrote The Fall of the House of Usher, The Pit and the Pendulum, The Telltale Heart, The Mask of the Red Death, and many, many others. Interesting tidbits. I got a couple of those. Poe's literary rival Rufus Griswold wrote an obituary that was a degradation to Poe's character. It was published throughout the nation and basically said Poe was crazy and would not be missed, which was all false. (laughs) He wrote a biography and used letters from Poe to prove his point, but they were all forgeries, so the only crazy person I can see here is that guy. What a douche. Right? What an asshole. (laughs) What the heck? I know. Another interesting tidbit is from 1949, so exactly 100 years after Poe's death, until 2009, someone left a bottle of cognac and three roses on Poe's grave every January 19th. According to poemmuseum.org, he was the first author to try and make a living as an author, so it wasn't something he did alongside his trade like others did. He is credited with being the inventor of the modern detective story. He inspired Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, if you don't know who that is, that's uh, the writer of Sherlock Holmes, and was an early pioneer of the science fiction genre. 
The man was incredibly influential to literature and still stuff pops up about him to this day. The Raven, that movie, uh, came out in 2012 where Poe does some detective work and is played by my guy, John Cusack. I love that movie. It's a good movie. I haven't seen it. It's on my list. I know. I'm just... That's my homework. I still haven't done the other homework. We're just going to have to... (laughs) either. We're really bad students. (laughs) We need to have like a deadline. deadline. (laughs) This is the day your homework is due. I want a book report. I mean, I guess a movie report. Ooh, I'll do a PowerPoint instead. Thank you. (gasps) Yes, good job. Yes. Mm. I didn't PowerPoint this cast. Um, But I did. I did for the next book. All two people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, All two two people. All right. Speaking of the the this particular uh, short story, the Cask of Amontillado, the story we read, was about a man, Montressor, who was insulted by Fortunato, and Montressor cooks up a plan to avenge himself against Fortunato. So he uses Fortunato's love of Italian wine and baits his ego to lure him into a trap. Montressor tells Fortunato that he got this order of Montiato Amontillado in. And that he's going to have Fortunato's rival, Lucrezzi, or Lucrezzi, I don't know how you say his name, taste it to make sure it's actually Amontillado. Of course, Fortunato can't have that, so he follows Montressor into a crypt where Montressor chains him up and then bricks him up behind a wall where he stays for 50 years. Um, Obviously dead. So... (laughs) (laughs) But that, it just, like, makes the point of saying that at the end. All right, that's my background. I love it. So, uh, real interesting tidbit. I know you talked about, like, ways that they thought, like, Poe had died. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, we've heard everything with alcoholism, epilepsy. And there's a really cool one that I heard recently. I guess it's not just recently known, but I just recently fell upon it. And I forget the name of it, but basically, back in the day, they would pick people and they would get you so wasted. And they would dress you in other people's clothes to go vote. Okay, so it was like voting fraud. And they would take you and dress you and supply you with alcohol, take you to different places, let you vote. And then, so that's, it was, I mean, I'm, I don't know if that's what happened, of course. Mm. There's a big thing about it where people can tell you much better terms than me. Um, but I guess that's interesting. He was found in different clothes. He was like, you know, potentially. Really fucking out, out of it. Yeah, like didn't oh, know what yeah. he was doing. So apparently that was a thing back in the day and um, continued for, for a little bit. They would just find people, usually like well, people who people would miss, you know? Was it October? 49. So, October 7th. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, I don't know when they started voting back in the 1800s, but, you know, that's pretty close to our yeah. voting time now. Not so. the greatest, Maybe they were yeah. voting on, like, that's a national the cheese, like the state cheese of the time. Is that a thing? I (laughs) I thought you were being serious. I was like, is that a thing? Really serious. That's funny. No, no, no. no. As far as I know. Okay. Oh, bless it. All right. So, uh,. I, we looked this up earlier, but I figure might as well share it now. Amontillado uh, is a sherry wine, by the way, in case you wanted to know. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. All right. Initial thoughts, ladies. Well, I guess Heather, you second initial thoughts, because we already read this before. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was really great before, and it's really great now. I love this one. It's so dark. Um, mm-hmm. easy to understand. I remember there was another Edgar Allan Poe re- that we read in high school and none of us got it. 
we were just kind of confused. This is not one of those. It's really straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> really, really great. The Montressor, I love him. He is bad. <laughs> he is bad. He is not a good guy. And there's a couple parts that I really, really like. So that's just initial thoughts. I really love it. Uh, there's some good symbolism in here too. So it's a good read. Nice, quick read. Cool. Miss Absolutely. Um, I knocked it out really fast. Uh, I re- obviously, I remember everything that happened in the story, but I wanted to, like I was telling Delia earlier, I wanted to listen to somebody like narrate it for me. Um, which worked for a little bit until the narrator got a little too into it and I couldn't understand his words. So I had to go online and like, because he was, yeah, I mean, he was, I'm like, okay. But I, uh, yeah, quick read, really enjoyed it. I like the dark aspect of it. I like the fact that Montressor gives uh, Fortunato kind of like different chances to turn back. You know, I like that, that he's like, okay, I don't think you need to go, you know, and he's like, no, let's keep going. And I'm, you know, obviously part of the plan, Serious but really though, oh, he yeah. gives him so many chances. And I like at the end, um, when I read this originally, I was a kid, like this was like one of my first stories that I ever read and I could not fathom, yeah, I'm like 12 year old me is like, whoa, not 12 year old, but you know, younger me is like, whoa, 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 whoa what's going on? Um, but what every time I read it, what gets me is how I don't know, the words that Poe uses makes me feel dread, like so much dread for Fortunato mm-hmm. and him in there. And the fact that he's like at parts, he's silent at parts, he's, you know, screaming. And then at the end, he just kind of gives in like, you know, it's so good. It's so good. Okay, mm-hmm. your turn. <laughs> No, I love, I like this book too. Well, I, I say book because mine's in a big ass book. Of like, <laughs> it's an anthology um, with other post stuff, but I really liked it. I liked it the first time I read it and I, you're right, Heather. This one is really straightforward. I think the one that I think about is the fall of the house of Usher. Mm-hmm. That one is like somewhat difficult to understand, or at least it was when I read it a long time ago. I, I didn't make the connection between this girl being buried alive and all those sounds that were being made or like her scratching. I don't know. There was a lot of stuff going on there. That one was really involved. This one's like, let's go down to the cellar <laughs> or not cellar, the catacombs. Let's go down into this crypt. Here's some wine. Let me brick you up. Okay. That's it. That's yeah. it. Like, we don't even know. We don't even know why, why Montressor was like so insulted. Like what the hell did Fortunato say? I had never written down. I'm like, what on earth did this man do that you would come up with such a devious plot to for, for him to die? Yeah. I mean, well, cause you think about it. He says that it's happened like a thousand times. He'd been insulted a thousand times, but this one was too far. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, granted, it was a yo mama around, joke. Had to be. You know what? <laughs> that was it. That's what it was. That's why he's like, I'm gonna bury you with my forefathers. You're gonna make fun of my family. You're gonna make fun of my mama. I'll show you. <laughs> Gosh, but go ahead. yeah, no, you're fine. I just thought it was really interesting mm-hmm. that because I've never been insulted to the point where I've been like, I'm gonna murder you. Now, I've had people insult friends, and I was like, okay, shit's about to go down. But I haven't ever been insult. I mean, not that I'm saying, like, my life has been horribly tragic. It's not been, but I just thought it was really interesting. I was like, damn, my guy. What was yeah, your well, life like? Montressor, I think he's pretty prideful. 
definitely some kind of sociopath. So he mm-hmm. probably really, really highly thinks of himself. So he was probably very easily offended and then decides to play mind games and be like, haha, I outsmarted you. So come at me, bro. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. you know, th- honestly, when you read it, you can definitely see that he does have a lot of pride for his family. And like mm-hmm. he um, talked to Fortunato about his family crest, which all of that was definitely very um, symbolic, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the family crest yes, and what it yeah. said, which I forgot. I looked it up and and I forgot the, what it meant. The, are you talking about the Latin at the end? Yes. Now, it, there was one at the end, and there was another one that was on his family crest, and it's basically like, I will not let you touch me with impunity. I don't know. People are probably going to listen oh. to this, and they're going to oh. be like, no shit's there. Impune, uh, whatever it is. I, I don't, you're the one that took Latin in high school, okay? Oh, girl. Or whatever the hell I mean, this is. That I mean, means I mean, nothing. nothing. But the, 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 Nemo, where it says Nemo, it's probably not Nemo, but. Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah it's like something about impunity and mm-hmm. um and then fortunato was like good yeah that's a strong family crest you know kind of thing cool and they talk about how it's the foot on the serpent and you know it's mm-hmm. crushing the serpent and the serpent has its fangs and i'm like okay get it get it yeah and mm-hmm. i liked how that played a part in the end where the family crest was hanging where Fortunato was being bricked up, so he had to hang the family crest over Fortunato's grave. And I'm like, oh, you little buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oof. I see what it's you're so talking good. about. Yes. Yeah. This story gives me, like, feelings. It, 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 it's like, it gives me dread, and it gives me a lot of anxiety yeah. when I read it, which it is good writing. Because so. there's a lot of, like, there's, I mean, it's not a very long it's not. It's like five, six pages. But there's all this buildup. Like, you know he's going to get revenge. You don't know how. I mean, like, we knew. But there's still, like... Like, he didn't really brick him up until the last couple... Like, the last page or two. Yeah. And so there was all of this buildup. Not even, like, background. It was just, hey, guy, let's go. And then they go, and then they're drinking, and then they go, and then they're, you know, mm-hmm. looking at shit. And so it's just a lot of anticipation that you feel... And it does give you that sense of dread of like, what the hell is going to happen now? Like, what is he going right. to do? Mm-hmm. And so, cause you know, it's Poe. So, you know, it's going to be some kind of diabolical bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right? I really, like I said, I like the fact that he took him down, which obviously he played into the fact that Fortunato seems really cocky of himself. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, Montresor, oh, yeah. you know, we don't know what he's insulted about. It could be something very simple. It could be something mm-hmm. that Fortunato doesn't even know he insulted him about, which would be my luck. I would be like, I'm sorry. I didn't know. What what did I do? And, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, please right. don't. Can we not discuss it? Like, same, like, same, same. Like, <laughs> and um, so the fact that he's like, no, there's mold down here, basically, you know, he's like, ah, it's a bad environment. It's damp. You have a cold. And he's coughing. Yes, and then he's like, no, I want to keep going. And then, you know, he takes multiple stops, and he's like, are you sure you want to keep going? And the guy's like, uh, yeah. And then he gives but him the alcohol. even when he does that, even when he does mm. that, when he's like, are you sure you want to keep going, he still throws his rival up in his face. Like, if you, we don't have to keep going. I can go talk to this guy. Like, he still does that sort of. Yeah. 
Like, we don't have to, but if you don't, right. it's like that subtle. And he also does he, a lot of flattery, too. Like, yes. he, he's like, oh, well, I trust you. You know, I can't even tell, but you can tell because you're so good at this. Like, it's a lot of flattery. It's a lot mm-hmm. of giving him the second chances so he doesn't feel like he's forced down here. And a lot yeah. of, like you said, bringing up the other guy. So, a lot of mind games. Absolutely. And that's why I felt, even though he gave him those opportunities, I don't really think he would have ever let him leave, obviously. Like, he would have found some reason to keep going. Mm -hmm. So, it was, like, I was telling Delia earlier, Heather, I ended up listening to The Telltale Heart after this. (laughs) And I couldn't help it. But, you know, in that book, or in that, you know, that uh, story, and the way that the dude feels like, I don't know, like, he has a conscience, you know, and it's eating at him. He's, like, driven mad. Whereas Montressor, I think, like we talked about, he would have basically said anything to get that dude there and mm-hmm. uh, it seemed yeah. to work because obviously he got him there and the fact that he was kind of drunk at first he's like okay here you know here's some some of this and then he started to sober up after he starts bricking mm-hmm. him in i'm like oh my Ooh, god the exact quote it was not the cry of a drunken man because oh. he cries out and yeah. you realize that he is take he's kind of more accepting what's happening i wrote that quote down because that is chilling mm-hmm. yes. I, there was something he calls him friend until the end and then he refers to him uh he refers to him as a figure or form like he puts i do think that he had to he puts distance between himself and the words that he used very deliberately and he also pays attention to that cough a lot like mm-hmm. almost as if he's like you were probably gonna die from this cold anyway so this isn't really that mm-hmm. big of a deal yeah. Like there's those two things going on where he he doesn't really have a conscience, not really at all. But at the same time it's sort of like mm-hmm. there's something there. Enough that he tells the story like fifty years later. We don't know who he's telling it to. But he's telling it. Yeah, maybe he's on his deathbed and he's like, So just so you guys know, you know, that man who drank wine and stuff. Yeah, he's down the He went missing. Yeah, yeah, I murdered him. That takes time. That took time. It would be different, like a quick death. Like if you shot somebody, that's quick. And mm-hmm. you can you can be like, oh shit, I shouldn't have done that. But like you he had time. The time that he took to brick him up, and then he had to put the, the thing back in front mm-hmm. of him, of that bricking. Like it was deliberate. deliberate. Very deliberate. Yeah. Deliberate. Very, very first degree. <laughs> very yeah. Classic first plan. degree murder. Mm-hmm. absolutely one thing is it's really quick too how he gets him in there and he's like it wasn't hard at all to clasp his hands together and to get him there because he was so he drunk trusted he trusted him kinda, yeah he had no clue what was going on and then he's like haha that's just a prank yeah this is funny like there was the moment where he he like started screaming and then montressor was screaming back at him they were just having like a oh my gosh i wrote that down yes yes <laughs> that's so and weird I, like it would bother me so much if I was like, oh my god! And you know, imagine your torturer, somebody, which you know, he's, I guess, technically not being tortured. Well, he is. anyway. Point is, you just imagine your murderer, it. yeah, just like mocking you in death, like, haha, no one's gonna hear you anyway. Oof. Like we're in the catacombs, no one's here because he sent his staff home. He's like, you guys don't be here. You're like, mm-hmm. just don't be a, a here, you know, tomorrow. And then they're like, okay. And he's like, great. So no one's there. No one's going to hear There's him. a scene like that in Dexter. Oh, is there? 
in the show Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what season. I mean, there's like eight seasons, so I couldn't tell you where. But there's a point when he's got him tied down, and the guy screams, and Michael C. Hall screams back at him, and it is unnerving. And that that was not scripted. It was just him, you know, just oh. doing it. And you can tell it just it's different. And that's exactly what this made me think of. So uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what's funny is like there's a scene like that in Grays, but it's not with that sort of intention. Like the the woman is screaming because her husband got shot with like an explosive device. Mm. And she's just like hysterical. And Alex, the nurse, the doctor comes in, a resident, whatever he is, intern. He comes in and he screams in her face in response because she just keeps screaming. And then he screams at her. And it is very uncomfortable, but it's a different, it's more of a, let me wake you up from this. Like almost like a slap. But that's not the case with this. This is like you said, it's mocking. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's not a damn thing you can do. Scream all you want to. Here, I'll scream with you. Let's make more noise together. And just to show you how futile it is. Mm-hmm. so absolutely even uh with the little quotes he says like you know with the last brick and the fact that he took the time to just have the last brick right there you know i just assume it's right in front of fortunato's face and then fortunato just laughs and he's like haha we're gonna have so much fun talking about this later what a great prank you know lady fortunato's yeah. waiting on me we can drink the amontillado and the guy's like ha oh, yes amontillado yes haha and then the guy's like oh god montressor for the love of god montressor you know mm-hmm. and uh montressor is like yes for the love of god and the dude never responds back montressor's like Mm-hmm. what's up with that and then you just hear the little jingle of his of his hat oh goodness oh yeah oh and for oh, yeah. sure that dude like i think i definitely think it is this sounds so bad it's bad what he did it's murder but i do think he thinks the cough is going to kill him before anything else is you know yeah. i think probably that's what's going to kill the dude instead of just him being in there well you know, dying of like yeah first before anyway yeah well he does say my heart grew sick it was the dampness of the catacombs catacombs that made it so so like i said he does have like a little bit of a of a conscience right there but not much of one like his his jiminy cricket is very low it's almost Mm -hmm. mute Mm -hmm. but it's there Um, i will also say go ahead no you're good i was i was just gonna reiterate what sarah said definitely not telltale heart level conscience yeah, where that dude's like, oh, I'm totally not mad. And then he's like, but you they gotta can hear, hear that heartbeat, right? Can- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Sarah, uh, Heather. I will also say, though, uh, there's a point when they're walking. He's like, are you sure you don't want to go back? You've got this cough. And the guy says, I won't die of a cough. Then Montrezor says, that's true. Oh, because <laughs> he knows he's he's gonna kill him. He said, "That's yeah, good. You won't die of a cough." I catch on that. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I said, "Oh, that that that, that hits different." Uh, yeah, also, it does a bit. Uh, the guy was uh, wearing the gestures cap because it is uh, the the celebration time, whatever Some the festival, carnival. Yeah, thing. some yeah. kind of carnival. Yeah. And uh, that's also huge sim- symbolism. Him being a jester, being a fool, that because he's making walks a down. Fool of him. Yep, walks down and that's good. That's, Heather, I was really into that. Soon, that's like one of the first sentences. Not one, not one of the first sentences. The first sentence is him saying, "Hey, this guy, 
is a douche and I'm going to kill him. But then as soon as it starts describing him, it says he was wearing a jester's cap. And I was like, oh no, it's going mm-hmm. down. Yeah, like a really tight bodysuit and a jester's cap. And it's like, okay. And then you have Montressor, who was wearing, I think, like black. It was like a black cape or robe. And he on like a, a black mask or something. Like he was mm-hmm. hiding himself. So, so you have two very different, very uh, juxtaposing figures there. Obviously, though, one more evil and the other, like you said, the fool who is just, bless his heart, mm-hmm. just drink yep. too much, dude. Ugh. Just stay up I mean, just... I just can't get it. Like, because he calls him friend in his head the entire time up until the very end there. Like, he says, mm. he says that the gate of my friend was unsteady and the bells upon his cap jingled as he strode. Like, he considered mm-hmm. him a friend, which is just bananas to me. Bananas. And then that was a good catch, though, that he says he distanced himself after that. Mm-hmm. And then I appreciate the uh, the five stages of grief are so real. Mm-hmm. And he goes through mm-hmm. them all mm-hmm. in this. The denial yeah. and the anger and the eventually acceptance. And For sure. I don't know. So, and, and you can see that in a lot of things. One time I when I was in high school, I locked myself out of my house. Or I forgot my key. That's it. Because I was a latchkey kid. So I get off the bus. I can't get in the door. And I went through the five stages of grief. (laughs) And not even like, it was when I was sitting there in acceptance that I was like, at first I was like, I'm sure I have my key. And then I was like, (laughs) and then I was like, damn you. Damn you. And then I was like, oh, well, it's fine. Mom will get here soon. (laughs) Yeah. Mom will get here soon. (laughs) Eventually oh, I'm doing it right now from like the death of popcorn you know uh, and I noticed that I'm the same way like the first mm-hmm. time when they told me I was like no Adam's like popcorn passed away I was like no he didn't no he didn't I'm like no he didn't and I never was like one can I tell you guys real quick nothing yeah. to do with anything no one wants to tell me when anything bad happens so it could be because I'm just a very sensitive person and that they love me so much. Um, but and they're How trying sad. to protect me and I get that. But no one wants my mom. They'll just message me and they're like, oh, we have something to tell you later. And I'm like, okay. And then Adam's like, I can't keep it from you. He's like, no, no. He's like, I have to tell you. And I'm like, why does no one want to tell me anything? I once had a puppy that passed away when I was, before we even got popcorn. His name was Pepper. And my parents took me to the mall that day and we had a really good time after school. Bless my parents. They love me so much. I know they do. So if you listen to this, Mary and Chris, I love you, but they took me to the mall. So we come back and it's raining that night. So it's raining and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's out there in the rain. I can't let that happen to him. I'm going to go search for him. So I get on my raincoat, my boots and a flashlight. And my mom's like, Sarah, I don't think you're going to find him. And I'm like, I'm going to find him. Like, you know, I'm not going to let him be. And mom was oh, like, shit. okay, he passed away. Like, he passed away. We're sorry. He passed away. He didn't run away. He didn't run away. He's dead. And I was like, oh, God. Why don't you guys do that? Oh, my gosh. Like, it gets to the point. I'm like, sorry. No, listen. This has happened multiple deaths in my family. People are just like, so... Uh, they just think you're not gonna notice. I'm so confused. No, yeah, like maybe yep. she'll forget Pepper. They're maybe she'll <laughs> forget. Oh, yeah, like when my grandma passed away, I remember. Uh, which my mom told me about that, of course, but uh, 
And the first thing, some of my family members, they're like, but there's still a chance she's alive. And my mom's on the end and she's like, no, she's not. She's like, she's not. And I'm sorry. She's like, don't, because I know how you are. She said, don't let them tell you that. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, why does everyone, no one wants to tell me. Like something bad can happen. My mom's like, oh, we're at the ER. We were at the ER last night. And I'm like, why don't you tell me? I just want to know everything's okay. And I just want things to be happy and butterflies. But I can definitely... You know, I cannot accept death, guys. I'm the worst at it. So if I were in this case, Fortunato, I would, or Montressor, like, you know what? Uh, no. Uh, I also, I would just be in denial the whole time, I guess. Just be like, meh. I no think I would, anyway. my anxiety and fear would probably shoot through. I'd probably die of a heart attack before it, um, before sure. I die of thirst. Like, I probably would, if we're going to be honest. First of all, cute. I don't like being... I'm not a big fan of being strapped down. Um, and I know this from hospital experiences, not from anything kinky. Um, <laughs> I mean, it could be I fun. don't like it. You didn't yeah. do anything kinky in the hospital? Is that what you're saying? No, I, did, I didn't. I was very ill. No, but like I woke up and I had been strapped down because I had tubes down my throat and they didn't want me to pull them out if I woke up without somebody there. And I remember freaking the fuck out. Like I was really panicking. And so I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that now. It's not my favorite thing. I don't enjoy it. I don't like being in places where I can't get out of. Not a big fan of airplanes. I definitely don't like roller coasters. So, you know, there's just like, I like to be able to get out of places. That's all I'm saying, okay? Just like to be able to get out. And, uh, Mm-hmm. And uh, you obviously can't if you're bricked up and chained up. I would, right, like, like the I said, claustrophobia. And I guess that, you know, I didn't yeah. think about that, but for Fortunato, like, that really fucking sucks if you're claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the dying itself would be super bad, but, like, imagine that you're panicked. Like, your heart doesn't give out because you're relatively healthy, and you're panicked and panicked and continue to be panicked until you die. Like, can you imagine be that level of, like, God, that, that would just shoot me in the face. Just do that. I don't want this. Please don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a big fan of like, if I had some kind of chronic disease that I couldn't escape from and there was no treatment for, oh God, count Ooh, me out. That's a different brand of claustrophobia. Yeah. Oh You're it's still feeling trapped, which is a risk factor for suicide, um, by the way, in case you wanted to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me ask you about that. Listen, but, I'm telling you. I, that would be the other thing i would either be like either i have to i might have to kill myself while i'm in here like how the hell can i do yeah, that? what am i gonna do but i mean eh, yeah i guess it's for me I'd rather be a quick death than me like suffer i guess Truly. i don't realize like the entire time that i read it i thought why is he just not kicking but i guess he probably couldn't like you know I, he said him. he gave the dimensions of the little mm-hmm. you know of the oh goodness you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. the little, the little recess. recess yes of it itself so i didn't think about that the whole time i'm like man i would be kicking that brick like he'd lay one down i kick it lay one down i kick it like i'd make this hard but then i'm like wait i think he said it might have been like four feet deep i don't know and i'm like i can't kick that my legs no. i'll yeah. hobble like a penguin when i run like i can't do this so but here's the question mm-hmm. if his staff comes in the next day wouldn't he like shout like because i can hear shit in my house and my house is brick from outside so i don't know like would he would he have been able to shout for the staff or was it like a weekend situation where they weren't going to be in until you mean but they're way down in the catacombs right 
So okay, maybe, maybe they, were they didn't enough. have a reason to go get any wine or be mm. down there. Yeah. I don't, maybe he made up way something. Down you know what gets me through this whole thing? There was no Amontillado that we know of. Jesus Christ. I know. I was like, <laughs> no, rude. oh, at least let him have a drink. Jesus. Yeah. He did drink. He did. He did, <laughs> he, he did let him have a drink. He did, but not the It not wasn't the what Amontillado he was looking he for, anticipated. Yeah. He's like, how dare. This is the worst part of this whole thing. This is what's insulting more than anything else. It's not you burying me alive. It's because you lied about the Amontillado. Yeah. <laughs> how dare you? I, think I thought be... we were friends. <laughs> I'd be chained up and I'm like, okay i mean kill me but where's the amontillado like, come, on. come on can i can i at least have that did you really get it for a bargain price like no let me see <laughs> absolutely i would probably which i don't know i don't want that to ever happen but i would probably be throwing insult to injury and just be saying all kind of, like after the fact that i realized he was not going to let me out which i guess you know a lot of people play nice with their murderers or whatever like to try to get out of the situation but I would probably yeah. just be like, you little bitchy boy. I mean, every insult I said about your mom. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she honestly didn't do a good job raising you because yes. you are trash. Like, I'm going to haunt your house. <laughs> Let them come to the catacombs, okay? Like, come on. Sure. Like, it smells like your mom down here, just so you know. <laughs> that way, he can at least. Ironically, like, as you bury me, I buried myself and your mom. <laughs> Damn, Heather. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, that's oh, fair, though. I think, like, I'm going to come back and haunt your ass. Seriously, though, I would. 110%. Right? Like, you murdered me? Mm-mm. There is no release from you. No. I will torture you. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, I saw this funny comment from the YouTube video I was watching, and someone had said, like, the Fortunato, your mom is... Your mom is so big that her license picture says continue on back. And then <laughs> and then it goes to the first line of the story and it's like the thousand injuries of Fortunato I had worn <laughs> as best I could. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh, that's <laughs> so good. funny. Like really that is hilarious. <laughs> but didn't Poe essentially write this? for that critic dude like kind of like in response maybe well that 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 obituary came out after he was dead wow so all that yeah i don't i mean he very well might have but as far as i know like the the obituary that he wrote them being rivals was Mm -hmm. after after he peaced out from life (laughs) peace out from life (laughs) we don't die here we peace out from life yeah. <laughs> yeah, I took a nap eternally, <laughs> forever. Oh man! <laughs> and, and to be so dark, like if this this was my first time reading this, yeah, I think I would be even more surprised. Like the first time, I was very surprised by uh, what's going on. I'm like, pe- do, would people do this? This is crazy. Well, could you to think be- if he's gonna get back in it, it's gonna be something that he'll be like, haha, we'll laugh over it later, you know, because we're friends. Yeah. Because he kept saying, my friend, my friend. So that was my initial thought. And then you're like, oh shit, he buried this motherfucker alive. Holy oh, no. shit. That's what cold. A- That's yeah. ice cold. Wonder if he ever goes down into the catacombs and he just like talks to Fortunato's little dead body and he's like, hey, buddy. 
<laughs> Sorry about that. Like, uh, acted in haste. <laughs> Did not mean it. <laughs> <laughs> My mom, she was in fact a whore. You were right the whole time. <laughs> I never knew who my father was. It could have been one of 10 guys. <laughs> um, she was also vastly overweight. I'm, it's hard oh, time. Goodness. <laughs> Man, but that's just goodness. Bless her heart. I mean, yeah. bless his heart. Bless his heart. And his mother's heart. And he yeah, does say mom. rest in peace. He does. End, at the that end. last line, he's like, rest in peace. Like, nobody found him for like half a century. Rest in peace. <laughs> oh, God. And then what are they going to do? Like, Damn. imagine, how old was this man? Like, 50 years later, if you say they were, what, was he like in his 70s, 80s, 90s? Like, how okay. old was this man at the end? Uh, good question. That is Mom, Tressa. Because I just imagine Fortunato as like this big bellied kind of like husky like dude who probably just engages in too much eat and drink, which hey, listen, me too. And um, been there, you know, so. I had a French silk pie in my fridge and I was like, I'm going to make lemon poppy seed muffins. Who does that? Me. I do. (laughs) I was like, all the baked goods in my house. I have brownies frozen in the freezer. I have scones mm. frozen in the freezer. Mm. All yeah, I was watching this. videos today on how to make like three ingredient cake, three ingredient mm. chocolate cake, banana yeah. cake. <laughs> like I just kept looking. I could, I don't know why they popped up with my after I watched the cask of Montiato, but they sure did. So I just kept watching. Montiato is a wine. That's right. Food and drink. Have, absolutely, all your food, all your drink. So I mean. I don't know. It seemed like he didn't have a conscience, so maybe he was just like, fuck it. I will live forever, and it'll be fine. I wonder what he told people. You're not going to stress me out. He was just like, man, that sucks about Fortunato being missing and all. That's terrible. What if he went and took his wife, and he's like, you're mine now? Oh! Maybe that was his great trespass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it. Goodness. It's funny that. Well, it's I mean, like, it's this not. This guy's fucking crazy. Yeah, I think that's the. I think I would the not want to is. insult him. Would not yeah. want to. But I mean, um, how often do you insult people jokingly or not, and expect them to kill you? Right. Never. So otherwise, none of us would do it. <laughs> exactly. So I think uh, you know you wouldn't even know. You wouldn't even think about it. Sounds like he was a big ass baby and needed to go over himself. Truly. For but. sure. And he, last... like he had a little too much pride, which is good to have pride yeah. sometimes, you know. But, but you don't want um, it to be your downfall. No, absolutely not. I mean, Fortunato just seems like technically he, it wasn't a man, you know. Yeah. Just let him, just let him go. Like it's sexy and so- well, I don't know though. I guess it depends on the insult because you do have. I like... still don't think it's. I, don't, I still don't think there's enough for you to say something to kill somebody. I'm sorry. Well, like see. I don't believe that when I was first reading it, I'm like, man, don't we all have that one person we want to break up in the catacombs? But then I thought normal people probably don't think that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> or it's like a brief thought and you're like, I can't do that. But I guess in like this day and age, you know, as adults and such, if anybody, if anybody insulted me or bothered me so much that I just couldn't stand, I just would cut them out of my life, you know, like get that yeah. toxic, toxicity out of here like let's not mm-hmm. you know like 
cool, whatever. We can be friends. We can be acquaintances. We can be not friends. Like, but I can't handle this, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one of those cases. I don't know how that was back in the day, but you know, just let Fortunato go, make a fool of himself, you know, whatever. And then he talks about the Masons. Just talk it out. Did you guys? Oh my God! Do you guys remember that? Part? <laughs> the Masons, and he pulls out the he trap. Was like, he like, did that thing. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I'm I like, think I'm a little Mason because I'm not. Yes. Watch <laughs> the me masonry. use my skill. Yeah, the masonry is I was so tickled mm. by that. I was like, what's going on? No, I, was, I love that. It was really funny, too. Oh, gosh. That was so funny. I was like, what? And he's like, what? <laughs> oh, <this> little <laughs> trout. It's like a little, like, <laughs> dark joke. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm part of the Mason. <laughs> No, it's an inside joke between me and uh, my lack of conscious. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. me and my <laughs> mute Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, right now, just this gosh. Then he gets out and he's just do do do. Gonna go brick by brick. Here we go. You know, he put in a lot of work for that. Like you know, that's a yeah. He easily could have just strangled him and left him in there and bricked him up or done anything. You know, but it was less about. I think that was part of it. I think that was part of it. Mm -hmm. Fortunato's response was important to him because he needed to get him back. He wanted to make a fool out of him. He needed to get him back. And him just killing him wasn't enough. It was like Mm -hmm. a a thousand insults. So it had less to do about the fact that he hurt his feelings or, you know, insulted him in front of people. It was more like like I can't cut you out of my life I want to get back at you mm. which is uh, so. yeah this is duly noted for the future gals if you do anything to slight me I wouldn't actually do anything to you <laughs> I would never uh, I don't, I'm I don't even like killing little yeah, insects okay. I have to get Adam to take spiders outside like I can't do it I love everything <laughs> we know Oh, it's one of my favorite things about you, Sarah. Thank mm-hmm. you. So I, don't, I say I'm too lazy, but I totally could if I was like if push came to shove. But that mm-hmm. was more like a if it's me or you, it's definitely going to be you. That situation, right? Right. You know, like we talked about with like Doctor Sleep and Rose the Hat. So oh, yeah. me or you, bitch? It's definitely not going to be me. All right. So recommend or not recommend, or any other wrap up thoughts before we go to casting and food? Definitely recommend because it's so short. I don't see. I think we say that for every book bite. Yeah, (laughs) which of course, I guess it would be a book bite if it wasn't quite. But it was really quick, and I feel like it definitely had the suspense there. Um, So Mm -hmm. for a short horror-like story, it was really, it was really good, and that's what I dig about it. Like it was easy to follow, and at the end, you're like, "Whoa, dude! Whoa!" Yeah, and it's Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, you know, just uh, culture yourself a little. Have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Yourself. Read one of the little lesser well-known ones. Yeah. Right? At least uh, it's that way. All right. Heather? Uh, definitely recommend. I love it. I think it's so good. I think the symbolism is good. Descriptions are good. It's a mind fuck, so I'm into it. <laughs> Same. It's a bit diabolical, really. So I also recommend... All right, we're going to casting. Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. Okay, Fortunato first. Mm-hmm. 
I picked two people that I haven't seen in anything else but one movie, and they play in it together, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, I'm into it. I like it. Have you guys seen Like Water for Chocolate? No. Okay. It is a, it's in Spanish, and it's about, like, the Mexican Revolution. It's, there's, like, some magical realism to it. Like, there's lots of food, and they make, and it's a good, it's a good movie. You should watch it. Well, it's kind of a good movie. I like the premise. <laughs> I was not happy with the ending. <laughs> you good, girl? Okay. Yes, apologies. I had to turn the light on, and I dropped things. I tried to be quiet about it, and then I did not. <laughs> no, you were not. Yeah, I'm okay. Thanks for checking on me. I just dropped things. Everything's okay. Just some stuff over there. It's okay. All right, bye. Okay, go ahead. What a good husband. So, both of these people are from that, and you're probably not going to know. They're both in the drive, but uh, Mario, Ivan, or Yvonne Martinez, he played the doctor on Like Water for Chocolate, who, he was just like a super chill guy, was like, I enjoyed him immensely. What's his name, Mario? Uh, Ivan Martinez. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I just thought, Um, like, he... He's your Montressor or he's your... My Fortunato. Mostly your Fortunato, because, right. Mostly because of his characterization in that movie, specifically. I just okay. finished watching it, and then the next day I decided to read this, and that's what happened. I pulled the Heather when she watched Friends and cast everybody from Friends. <laughs> yes, that's a fun thing to do. I really recommend it. So that's what I did. I watched this with my friend. There was lots of Moscato. I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's my Fortunato. Perfect, Sarah. Um, I <laughs> I totally casted, but uh, I was did you not cast? What's going on I here? I keep second guessing <clears throat> all of my decisions. Point is, for some reason, I don't know why I can't get Kevin James out of my head. Um, for oh, Fortunato, because Fortunato was a big guy, right? Yeah, like Fortunato I just, was a big guy. Yeah, I imagined him to be like big belly laugh kind of thing. Although I feel like Kevin James is definitely more comedic, but you know, at the same time, Fortunato is like he could have range. So yeah, so I'm going to definitely say Kevin James because I want to see him in a little in a little gesture hat. Ding, ding. <laughs> Very good, Heather. Um, I went with. I don't know that I have any real rhyme or reason, but I went with Ewan McGregor because I just feel like he is just such a pleasant guy, but mm-hmm. he could very quickly be insulting. What is he in that he's quite insulting? Is it Birds of Prey? Is he a bad guy in that? Have you guys seen oh, that? Which is the I second Harley Quinn film? I actually really enjoy Birds of Prey, but I can't remember if he was in it. I'm I sure think he was. that's the one where he's a bad guy. He's the yes, bad guy. yes, that yes, he is yes. And so I think he has the range of being yes. someone that's super fun and jolly and then but could also throw in some insults that make you want to lock him up forever mm-hmm. i can see I that. almost chose him for the same thing almost really nice mm-hmm. i was like huh because i kept a I kept picturing obi-wan in the wall too i was like oh i can't do that <laughs> i was like no <laughs> i can do that rethinking things okay uh montressor is the main character from Like Water for Chocolate, Marco Leonardi. 
or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go with that. Um, I hated Pedro in that movie, and because uh, I just didn't like him, I wasn't a big fan. I know a lot of people probably hate me for that, but I didn't like him. I thought he was kind of an ass, and uh, so that's why I picked him. <laughs> Nice. And they foiled together really well in that movie. Like, they did a really good job. I won't make it homework because I won't, but if you have the chance to, you should watch it. I, I liked it. I had fun watching it with my friend, with our, with our person that does our episode art. Oh! I had, I had yeah. a lot of fun with that, but I, but I was also like, I don't like this guy. I don't like this. We're supposed to like this main character, and I don't. <laughs> Sometimes it'd be like that, It'd be like that, right? It'd be be that way. way. Hmm. Um, This is so opposing to Kevin James. Like, they just probably do not fit together at all. But I keep thinking of Jake Gyllenhaal in a little, like, cape and a mask. So I'm going to say Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's going to go in there and he's going (laughs) to... Brick somebody up? He could probably do that, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really enjoyed him in like Donnie Darko. You guys have ever watched that? You know, and uh, never watched it, but I've heard good things. Oh my god, guys, it's really good. You need to watch it. Is that homework? Uh, Homework homework, for sure, for sure. (laughs) I have to to make a list of all our homework. (laughs) I know, me too. I just love assigning it. No rhyme or reason. Yeah, homework. (laughs) So I have John. I have John Q. And Donnie Darko, right? Oh my gosh, that- yes, you have to. And then you have Cinderella, A Time to Kill, and then Heather has I Can Do Bad All By Myself and A Time to Kill as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We might need to That's get together and just watch A Time to Kill. And just knock it out at once. Um, put me on Zoom. I would like Ooh. to watch with you. Absolutely. That last scene, oh, chef's kiss. We, you guys are going to have to. You would love it. I'm into it. It's very you. Mm-hmm. So, Heather, Montressor. Um, I went for Johnny Depp. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I could see that. Because I could just see him being, like, this little guy that, you being know, just takes him down there and boards a man up. I just like, could see him doing it. <laughs> or at least see him. Uh, uh, secret window? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Years ago. I have, I don't even remember anything from it. Love so. that. Me too. So that way, yeah, he's someone who definitely has the range. Like I didn't even think about him, probably because he's so well known. Well, not that Kevin James and Jake Gyllenhaal are not, but literally (laughs) that was like spur of the moment. I was like googling stuff, and I'm like, ha ha, I haven't casted this person yet. I'm like, ha ha. So I wiped Johnny Depp from my brain for a little bit there because I was real concerned about that whole domestic violence stuff. Yeah, me too. I was having a hard time with that, and then. I just, you know, we never know what's going on in the person's life, so. I got over it. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That is, like, more evidence that she was, um, She was, like, lying. And abusive. And I was like, well, that and Johnny Depp's had so many women and wives, and that's never been, like, discussed. So I feel like if it was gonna be, like, she wouldn't be the first one to talk about. Now, I'm not saying that you can't develop some of that shit later on in life from substance use or whatever, but I just think it's less likely. For... Mm-hmm. Anyway. And maybe I just want to believe it. I like Johnny Depp. Yeah, He's from Kentucky. I want to like him for that reason. Alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My ex-stepsister is distantly related to him. Mm. Fun fact. I'm distantly related <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm <laughs> 
<laughs> what? Oh, your face I did not know that. And then I had to think about X steps. I had to like go through the. Good. Oh, yeah. Dad to Steph to Haley. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got you. Alrighty. So, food pairing. I think the obvious choice here is wine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What wine. kind of wine? Well, you can deviate. I would pick a specific kind of wine, personally. Red wine, for sure. That's for super me. specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have it in in my fridge right now, but I don't know what it's called. But it is darling. It is darling. Mm. But I don't know what it's um, called. I'm going to go with uh, Purple Toad Black and Bruised. I feel they like that's, that's a, the place yeah. here and uh, they, where, where is it? They're from Paducah. It's a nice uh, local-ish wine mm-hmm. that I highly recommend. I think, like, listen, I think if it's a Montiato, it's darker. So, I gotta check a thing real quick. I think that I would probably go with... Mm, I like a, there's a sparkling red that I like. Um, oh, do you know the brand right off? Apothic does it, but it is a limited dish, and I think they stopped it. <laughs> limited dish! <laughs> What's that one, Sarah? Is that it is Oliver. Hands? Oh, Jacqueline loves Oliver, which because it's, so it's her cat's name. And then it's the wine is also good. Yes, What's it is. It is sweet red, rich yet mm-hmm. bright and refreshing. It's a balanced, mm. soft wine. But I really Ooh. enjoy it because I love red wine. It's the color of blood. And oh. <laughs> Which we saw not enough, but very good. Nice. Very good. Mary is also a sweet red. Mm. Mm. Mom. Yeah. You gonna lock me up now? You gonna lock me up now? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my mom? <laughs> yes, your mother. I think it's, it's flattering. I think that was really nice, actually. Okay. <laughs> And how would you, will you read the wine bottle again and say how it describes it? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it I'm is rich yet bright and refreshing, a perfectly balanced soft red wine. And that is how I would describe Karen. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> fair, actually. That's very fair. I appreciate that. Thanks. That's what I, I said. compliment both of your mothers. <laughs> Good job. So. I like it. Yeah, you know, all of our jokes are always about having sex with each other's, like, moms and such. I don't make jokes like that. I was going to say, Sarah, Sarah, have you ever mentioned Janice ever? No, we we enjoy her, though. I'm sure she's also a soft red wine. We did wish her a happy birthday a couple of ago. Oh, that's true. That's true. She's a good girl. Many. But see, I never have to worry about you guys being, like, you know, I don't know. We respect each other, so I don't worry about insults oh yeah that i would, I would never up for for my mom what was selling. that was it Did a scream you... yes. children our, our neighbor's children are outside playing and the doors open okay <laughs> <laughs> it's like who's dying is somebody being break break up up right now? <laughs> <laughs> same joke same joke we're on that level oh god okay um, there's a um oh gosh a park right across from mm-hmm. me right now and i keep uh, the first few days that i was here i kept hearing screaming and i'm like someone's in trouble 
and I got a look <laughs> oh, and I looked and I watched them through the window which was seems really creepy but I was meaning it in the best way um like, but one of the kids okay? had a branch and he was chasing after the other kid and I was like do I have to go outside and tell him not to hit no, the kid no, with the branch but I did That's not, not he, didn't, he didn't do it he didn't hit the kid go. thank god the kid knew how to run and hide but it was you know i say that like don't step in but at the same time i also know that i totally would be doing something like that where i'd be like hey <laughs> drop that branch like you're not my mom another instance, uh, when i was in the after school program um i had a kid i would watch from afar obviously to where i could see everyone and i had a kid and i'm not gonna name any names and he would he went and got a branch and i was like dude you have to put the branch down and he's like but we're playing and i'm like no you cannot play <laughs> with a tree branch i mean it was a huge thing and he just brought it out <laughs> he was gonna use it as a sword and i was like you can't do that you're gonna kill your little friends you guys are in sixth grade <laughs> stop <laughs> please goodness I'm telling you man kids funny. so awesome any thoughts before we wrap it up? No. Okay. We did a lot. Nothing extra. Sweet, 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 sweet. All right, Sarah, take us out. All right. All right, fellow readers, it's time to say goodbye. Remember to check our Instagram for upcoming reads and the casting list. A big thanks to our co-host, Heather, for writing our theme song. Um, Cynthia, who creates our episode art, and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time when we turn the page. Mm-hmm.